Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Marvellous Podcast. I'm Abby and I'm delighted to be joined this week by Laura. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Um, alas, we are not joined by our co-host Matthew uh, once more. Poor Matthew has had a very long winter and been somewhat under the weather. Uh, so we are doing something a little bit different this week um, at the time of recording. It is the day after the Hawkeye finale aired. And so we have already done our pod for the first three episodes. And the second three episodes remain uncovered by Marvellous at this time. Now, rather than try and tackle those and all the themes and the plots and the ins and outs and the details and the important stuff, we're going to do that in our wrap-up pod, which we will do probably sometime early January. But we didn't want to leave you without sort of saying goodbye for 2021. And we did want to take a minute to do some reacting to the Hawkeye finale for reasons that I think will become clear as we discuss it. Uh, so this is a bit of a, a reaction uh, a bit of enjoying certain aspects of the aesthetic and the character and the holiday-specific themes whilst it's still the holiday-specific times because it would be, you know, I think less fun to discuss Christmas in January, mm -hmm. for example. <laughs> We're going to discuss some specific things, but we are not going to discuss in great detail plots or characters or where we go from here or any of that, but we will do that next time around. Yeah, with, so for now, with Matthew. With Matthew, yeah, because as regular listeners will know, I am absolutely hopeless with details, characters, and the context of anything, almost anything. We'll get to that, which features Captain America, for example. And he covers quite a lot of the Avengers stuff, doesn't he? Um, and it just seems really unfair for me to put all that effort on Laura. Because we, can't, we can't, like Matthew, all Google and podcast at the same no, time. No, he has a special skill no. at that. It's very, very useful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Without further ado, Laura, what is your immediate reaction to the Hawkeye finale? I really enjoyed it. Um, I was quite tense through a lot of it because I think I'd read something where someone was saying, oh, what if they kill Clint? And I thought, well, they're not going to. And I thought, oh my God, they might. So <laughs> I was quite, quite tense through some of it. But um, I thought I thought it was just lovely. I've really, really enjoyed this um, series. I've loved the blending of the quite overt humour with the real some real emotional stakes sometimes uh and and threat and the setting and christmas time i think they've done that really well it isn't sort of just there's a christmas tree in the background you know i don't think there's quite the same argument you'd have over die hard with this <laughs> as they've really woven it through everything and I just think it's a really nice end to the year. It's just a real shame, actually, with this one that we've, because of various things that have been going on in real life, we haven't been able to um, podcast on every episode of this because it's one of my favourites, I think. No, I agree. And I wonder as well, though, I mean, we, we have sort of said when checking in with each other about, you know, when we're going to record and what we're going to record about. And actually, I wonder if one of the reasons that I've also enjoyed this so much, because I really have, it's because it's not been so focused on the mystery box. Mm. They've been kind of, who's the boss? Who's the uncle? Like, there have been questions and wondering how various characters will turn out. But it's, for me, it's just been something you can sit down and enjoy. Yeah. And in, in a way, whilst I've really needed to dig through the sort of wider Marvel universe to get something out of some of the other series, I, I've there's been enough in on screen and that's... That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like television. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you know, I love uh, Mystery Box. But with these, mm. and I think we said this when we uh, covered the first uh, three episodes. Yeah, 
they set up the watch as being a big thing, which in the end it kind of really wasn't, but I, I don't care. You know? <laughs> there's, there's much less sense of, a, I don't know, betrayal is, is not quite Yeah, exactly, right exactly. You yeah. know, when Mephisto didn't turn up at the end of WandaVision <laughs> and when um, the whole Ralph Boner thing. Oh, gosh. Whereas this it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I, we'll see. Obviously, I mean, it's probably going to go somewhere, but it wasn't like a, oh, my God, reveal. There is something I had to be really, I had to kind of have a little talk to myself um, when I started watching the finale because I'd just come off of watching um, Spider-Man No Way Home mm. last week. Um, and no spoilers, but there was lots of... Um, surprises content yes lots of content there's also lots of surprises because i've been reasonably good at staying away from all of the uh the coverage beforehand and the hype mm. um and so with this you know because there has also been talk about this oh it's daredevil gonna turn up in this you know etc 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 and i was thinking Come, no, no no it just it, it doesn't need to be this um easter egg reveal all the time you know Mm. Uh, and that's rather detracting. You know, if if I go into every one of these like that, that's going to be really detracting from the story. And so I'm pleased we didn't get Daredevil in this. Yeah, I think there's a real sense of this was enough. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't need that um, cherry on top. Yeah, and I do. I do wonder if there were points at which it was going to be kind of more complex. I, I mean, we've talked all the way through all of these about about that and I think we'll probably talk more about this and wrap up about other versions that we might have had of this mm. show but just for now I think I just found it very satisfying and I wonder if that's one of the benefits of having a holiday focused time period because it, it felt like there was going to be a bit more jeopardy for a while mm. like will Hawkeye get home for Christmas I was and I was quite you know that can be quite a difficult thing sometimes um my household mm. the idea of sort of the dad getting home for christmas is is a bit of a tough one um sometimes and i thought that it was just enough and actually that finale wasn't really about the the time jeopardy mm. you know clint kind of took control of what he was going to do again we can <laughs> talk later about whether or not that was um necessarily a justified conversation but they made the choice and you get that satisfying roundup of here's everyone and they're going to do some holiday times yeah and the dog came too. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I wanted on that was Yelena as well. Oh, that would have been nice. Which, let's, yeah. But, you know, it's not like we're never going to see her again. Well, exactly. Um, let's talk about Yelena. Yes. Let's let's not spend any more time <laughs> not talking about Yelena. Because we didn't really get to do uh, it in the first three no. episodes. And, and when we said we were oh. here to kind of have a sort of enjoyable reaction to it. I did originally pitch this as, can we just talk about Yelena's mascara? <laughs> you did. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are entire podcasts devoted to blue mascara, and I bet they are having a great time right now. Yeah, I did, I did do a little <sighs> bit of research. Um, and no, the uh, the tutorials haven't come out yet. There's, oh, there's plenty for her looks in Black Widow, uh, the film, but not, uh, not in this one. Because that braid, the kind of um, Dutch braid mohawk, Gosh. Ah. Oh. I mean, that's, yeah, hair braiding is, I mean, if you see me, I don't really have the hair for braiding. No, it, um, it's, it <laughs> ever so slightly tempts me to grow mine again. Yeah. I mean, if you could just live with that look all the time, why wouldn't you? Yeah, but that is not something she's done herself. She has gone to the salon <laughs> before coming to kill Clint. 
Do you think? I, mean, I just I don't, don't it's think. It's so practical. I think there's extra hair in there and everything. Wouldn't you teach your widows how to do that? I, I think absolutely some of her braids, but I think this one looks like... Okay. It looks like, this is like there's a New York too York much special. hair for it just to be hers. I think there's um like extensions in there and everything to pad it out. I'll be fair, extensions are, are beyond my capacity to understand sometimes. <laughs> it, does, it does seem magic. And um, I love the fact she's bringing the hair bump back. The, you know, the little bump at the front where it, it's that teased up. Yeah, it was a thing. Oh, God, I don't know when. Like ponytails. Is it an early that, 2000s Yeah, thing. maybe. With that kind of little bump at the front to give you the, the height and the lift. I remember a sort of hair, hair gel so when I was at uni, so yeah, thing, yeah. So this is this is a nice kind of soft looking one. I think that's that was a bit more like they were rock hard. Um, but yeah, and I, I loved she had that also when she was introduced in um, episode four. I oh, think interesting. She had that and then a different braid, but uh, but yes, mm. absolutely stunning. And I loved her green coat as well. Oh yes, that yes, was a good, which they it. just chucked in the elevator. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the combination of her and Kate is just fantastic. Mm. And, and I love the fact they, they like each other so much. I mean, that's, I don't, I was trying to think if I've seen anything where there's that sort of dynamic before and off the top of my head, I, I've not been able to. I don't think so. And particularly, you know, as Kate says, stop making me like you. <laughs> yes. uh, and, and Elena is completely pulling her punches because clearly she could have just killed Kate. Yeah, I think so. And I think that she she demonstrably does not want to kill yeah. Kate um, I wonder occasionally what she does want to do I think just stop her from kicking off but I, I like that she's so encouraging she's like oh you did the thing yeah. that was cool <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very sweet like it's a, it's a kind of big sister sort of approach that she's kind of she can't help but try and take yeah sweet that's a really good way to I, I think to sort of describe that that friendship because there's, there's no real kind of coolness with it no, no, nothing. And, and they're not sort of trying to impress each other. I think one of the things that I like about Kate, um, and there's another instance later on in the finale, is that she really has very strong sort of moral lines mm. with people. And with Yelena, she has that, well, you know, obviously I don't want to kill you because she's not really in that sort of place, mm. but she does have a, you're the bad person here and my job is to stop you. I will thwart you yeah. at all turns. So whatever you are trying to do, I must thwart in a hopefully not painful way. <laughs> yeah, and with some prim- pretty dramatic exits. I don't think she would have a leg to stand on now with um, with Nat about being a poser. It's when she dives <laughs> off the roof in yeah, episode was... four, I think it was, and she like flips, so she's facing mm. in this kind of Christ pose. Um, and then also she does something similar in the finale doesn't she when she dives out the window and runs yeah. down the building it's an interesting approach to aerodynamics I suppose <laughs> you could say but but I, I wonder also if a part of her has sort of learnt from Natasha's yeah well you've got to sell it showmanship and yeah yeah I think maybe she's just taking a little bit more pride in her fighting style <laughs> it I, I like that she seems both in terms of fashion and in terms of kind of controlling her own appearance as herself mm. I like that she's evolved from Black Widow. This is not the same Yelena from Black Widow. No, and I think, I mean, Florence Pugh has so much to do with that. Oh, she's wonderful. Um, I love her. I was listening to an interview with um, the directors. Hmm. Uh, and it was, so there was 
one guy was the director for I think episodes one and two and then six and then there was uh, a team of two women who were the directors for the, the middle ones and it was um, mm. the the women they called they called themselves Bert and Bertie even though that isn't their names nice I like it um, and they were saying that they'd picked out this outfit for Yelena and um, and the Florence Pugh just came in and said there's no way in hell Yelena would wear that and then picked out and she had the f- kind of furry coat and the um, yep. flares and that and picked out that outfit instead. And you're kind of like, yeah. Because she's kind so of much. weird, but like in a really cool way. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I think Florence Pugh really has her own ideas about the sort of fashion that uh, that she might have had access to or that mm. she might have been impressed by and people she does and doesn't want to look like and, and the whole, ways of putting a look the together. The whole thing before where, you know, she'd never chosen her own clothes. So she's hardly mm. going to be conservative in her choices now. No, you're not going to stay in like leggings and a tunic yeah. when she could have the run of twenty years of fashion. <laughs> it's uh, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, and just again, the blue mascara—it's in the lift and at the <laughs> I'm party. I'm going to have to go it's back just, and I mean, look at that. Yeah, was it like like seventies yeah. navy blue? No, it's electric blue. It's so blue. It's I got married in mascara like this. Yeah. So I, I just I'm a specific fan of this particular type of mascara. Um, and this particular look, I think she has a lot of extra eyelashes, perhaps. But anyway, it looks awesome. And I think the camera really enjoys um, picking up the light and the look of it. So, I mean, I like that this show has enough levels that um, that I can just enjoy the mascara moment. Well, while know? we're on lashes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be too uh, stereotypical that it's just the two women and this is what we talk about. But um, one lash moment I didn't enjoy is Maya... Mm. There's um, the scene when she's um, comes to the kingpin and says, sorry, it's the finale. Finale. She comes to the kingpin and she says, um, "Oh no, I've I'm giving up on my um, crusade. Don't worry, can I just have a couple of days off?" She has got very, very clearly false lashes on, mm. and also I think later on, then in the fight with Kazi, and you're like, I I just don't buy that for the character. I buy it for Yelena, who's going to a formal do. Yeah, who and then is going to kill Barton. Um, but I just don't buy it. Don't buy it for Maya at all, and particularly in no. that circumstance. I mean, this. I think this is one of the things where there are certain expectations about how women's eyes look on camera. I guess so, but I think they did a really good job with Kate because she didn't have falsies on ever. They managed to make her. I mean, obviously Haley Steinfeld is stunning, but yeah, they managed to still make her look natural. Yeah, but then again, it is it is possible that, you know, she has more eyelashes. This is true. You know, some people have very few eyelashes yeah, and you but... put mascara on and it looks like they've just got like a single lash. <laughs> and sometimes that's the fashion. I really can't keep up with it. But Yeah, and no, th- these but, look yeah. like strips, you know, Ooh, where you're like, no, yeah. you put individual ones on just, you know, if that is. Anyway, a little aside, mm. but I, I noticed it and it annoyed me. Well, no, I think that's important. And again, I like that we've had time to notice the eyelashes. You know, I don't think even in WandaVision, which was so into the look of things, yeah. we, we covered eyelashes. No. But now I'm tempted to go back and check them out. <laughs> so, um, uh, devoted Marvelous fans, I hope you really enjoyed the last seven minutes of eyelash catching. <laughs> oh, Matthew's going to kill us. <laughs> Matthew's going to love this. And, you know, the nice thing about Matthew is I'm pretty certain he's going to have some eyelash views himself if he actually stops to think Well, he did send us through some of his nice. thoughts, didn't he? Which um, mainly were about, um, Malen- um, about um, Yelena's hair. Yeah. So he's, and, he's and on board as well. He's absolutely on board. Um, he did raise the interesting question. Um, you know, obviously... 
Elena and, and um, oh gosh, I forgot the name again. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it's okay, because they only say it 47 times <laughs> in the finale. Just in case, and, if you didn't know she was called Kate Bishop. Yeah, Elena only says it yeah. like in full quite a bit in season, uh, in episode five. To be fair, you know, you know, every time they said Kate Bishop, I did wonder if she was like Harold and Madge's daughter. Like, <laughs> it's just my... I'm just gonna leave that there. Um, it just—it's the only time I've—I've I've really heard that name on television. Anyway, um, obviously the point of of much of the, the back end of Hawkeye has been the dynamic and the sort of what will happen here of Yelena mm. and Kate. And as Matthew put it, would any more be too much? And I thought that was a really interesting question because. You and I, Laura, have both shared the tweet that said, I hope Marvel understand just how much yes. I can watch of this. But I do think it's an interesting question that we should spend just a second on. Okay. We'll probably come back to it again in the wrap-up. But just, is it good because you can be that pithy and that fun in in a sequence? And like, how, how would you sustain that? Like, you'd have to, I think you might have to work quite hard to sustain it through a series. Uh, as long as there's some, some other characters for them to bounce off as well and just mm. be you know be Kate with people and be Yelena with people then uh, what would you like them to do anything. like would you like Kate to go be a widow maybe they could solve crime oh yeah um, like an Agatha Christie who done it but like in Europe <laughs> yeah maybe on a train the Orient Express yes. I was going to say boat <laughs> but that's the Nile which isn't Europe um no yeah, I no. cruise around the Norwegian fjords <laughs> and they solve a crime. I That's what I have want. No real concern about the ability to keep those two characters going together. Um and I would like a series versus a film just because then you do get that the time for them to just have things like like in the lift when Kate presses all the buttons. You know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. I love that. As as my wife put it, when she elfs the other, <laughs> yes. and she's like, "That's just just really annoying," <laughs> and it is really. Annoying. I think I would absolutely lose it if anyone did that when I was in lift. I hate lifts at the best. Particularly times. if you're on your way to try and kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, but just no to that. But yeah, and I think yeah, I'd, I'd love if we had you know this is the new Black yeah. Widow and Hawkeye. Um, I mean the pasta sequence. I I just so well, we've we've said enjoyed. so many times that we just want to see these various different characters hanging out not necessarily not mm. even we won't even talk about kate and elena then just like the <laughs> ultron party scene before it all goes um yeah goes wrong then that's why i think i would want a show as opposed to a film because i think a film would need to move too quickly and that that does bring us back quite nicely i think to the character that we've managed not really to talk about so far <laughs> in his own show um <laughs> which which is it's no bad thing really <laughs> given previous hawkeye feelings but I have also really enjoyed these quite extended sequences through these these episodes of this downtime, you know, Hawkeye and Kate hanging out and doing festive things and wearing Christmas jumpers and having pizza and just sort of being. The series has completely rehabilitated both Clint Barton and Renna as Clint Barton for me. Oh really? Yeah, like I said, I need I need to go back and sort of rewatch and see if it changes how I feel about him in other things, uh, in earlier <laughs> yeah, earlier films and uh, and what have you. But I think the time that was spent with him, seeing him with Kate and the relationship there, and I love that they've kept it a hundred percent platonic. 
Oh, God, yeah. I mean, now, you know, as he puts it, she is 12. No, so. absolutely. <laughs> but if you think with Nat, they were platonic, but there was still sometimes a slightly mm. flirty edge. Well, I mean, I, I never enjoyed the, yeah. Well, that's in part because um, because Nat was so sexualized as a character. So, yes, you know, she was exactly. within 50 miles of a man. She had to flirt with him. Mm. But I just love it. There was just no even vague hint. Oh, goodness. Um, no even kind of, oh, you're stunning in your party dress. You know, it was just... No comments ever on, on her appearance. Um, unless it's sort of specifically pertained to bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, a massive gash in her, her forehead yeah, or whatever you, you know, so. care. That, but yeah. I like that there was still care. Oh, absolutely. In in that um, relationship. And I think, you know, we discussed this with Shang-Chi, that the Marvel can do platonic really, really well, which is mm. great because nobody else does. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> and that's really nice to see. But one other dynamic that I was really pleased with the way that they handled this is that I didn't feel like they sort of daughtered her either because, no. again, this, this was a, a conversation I had with my wife as well and about the complication of Clint as a father. Yeah. You know, I think his his daughter is not a thousand years away from from Kate and mm. I would be surprised if a man of that age and forgive me if I'm wrong, I'm not one nor am I a parent, but I can't imagine that you wouldn't feel a similar level of concern if your child was of a similar age mm. and gender to the person throwing themselves off a roof. You know? I you know, I I feel like that would surely evoke some parallel thoughts and concerns but also because we're talking about legacy here to an extent mm. and I think there is something interesting about legacy going outside the family which is which is what's happening here and I think where I'm going is that overall I really loved that for all that they brought her into the family at the end of the show mm. into Hawkeye's family and that she was so warmly accepted I mean she did bring a dog which you know always helps, always helps, always always helps. But as an only child who's often been adopted for Christmas by good, kind friends and family, mm. um, I I had a little weep at that because I thought it was just so lovely. Mm. But I also really liked that there wasn't any friction with the daughter. Yeah, cause it did. Because I did. Worry. It did occur to me, that, yeah, as she went in, and I think it was probably the scene where they were all sat around um, opening presents, and I did think, oh, I wonder. How you would feel, you know, if you're, um, what's she called? Okay, young Miss Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, and particularly because her dad's, you know, taught her to shoot and, and everything. Which we've seen. Yeah. That uh, would there be a bit of kind of like, uh, <laughs> I'm mm. sorry, this is your protege? Uh, but I don't know, maybe she wants to be a vet or something. Yeah. There's, every, there's, there's every no chance. interest. But mm. but I like that that was kind of where we were, and I think that if we were to see her kind of becoming part of the Barton family, that I would just like a, a little more of that. But I like the, where we are for Christmas, and everyone looked happy, and the dog was there, and that's mm. the main thing. <laughs> um, but I did have quite a lot of feelings about it. It's, yeah, it's nice that Hawkeye as a show generated quite a lot of feelings, given given how much humour there was in it. And this is what I was saying mm. before about the way that they managed to kind of blend it. It didn't feel jarring that in this one, yeah, sorry, I've only just rewatched the finale, that's why I keep talking about the finale. But with, um, you know, we had, as we just talked about the the lift scene mm. with um, Kate pushing all the buttons and Yelena yes. being really annoyed at her. <laughs> and then not that long after that, we've got the conversation between, or conversation slash fight, 
between Yelena and Clint, mm. which had me tearing up mm. with yeah. just, and we'll go into this much more, um, we will. I'm sure, in um, the wrap up, but what the whistles, that just completely, I was not expecting that. And yeah, that had tipped me over the edge. Mm. Yeah, it was it was able to balance all of those things. And I think it is because there were such specific dynamics and histories and lines between the characters in mm. it that they were able to do a lot of different things. And I and think it, yeah, it wasn't weird. The time that they've been taking through this series to develop those characters and to give us like the the as you said, the downtime or, you know, the silly stuff or what have you. And so the you know, a lot of the humour came from character. Uh, and I think then obviously a lot of the the emotion came from character as well. So I think that's I think that's probably the best character building. I we mean, particularly given this is a yeah. character I did not care for at all. <laughs> but before. I think what's nice is is that it, it didn't necessarily add anything to him. I didn't feel, but what it did was have him engage with everything we've seen up until this point. Whereas I think one of the things about Hawkeye that's been so annoying is just that it's often previously just been his face and him saying things that don't really mean anything. Mm. Whereas he seems to have gained some, I don't know if he's been to therapy, I don't know if he's just had some time. You know, he he seems to have a very good relationship with Linda Cardellini, which, yes. you know, one imagines would help anything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he seems to have done a lot of work, but but not to have assumed that that is complete either, I think. I think that he's very much a man with unfinished business. Yeah. Um, but not in a not in a one last job way either, which is also a tone that I thought it might have a bit more in, and it didn't. And I felt like the Jeopardy toned way down in the finale compared with where it might have gone. Yeah, which in some ways worked for me, in some other ways didn't. But before I comment on that, mm. I and. I know we said we're not going to go into character a lot. We have touched on them. I'm just really, really curious. What's your impression of Kingpin? Because you didn't watch Daredevil, did you? I did not. Um, I I was quite intrigued. I I assume that we haven't seen the end of that character. Anytime anyone yeah, gets mate. shot off screen, I, I assume that someone shoots the floor and is like, you should go now. Well, also Quick, he, run away while the audience can't see you. He's kind of known for being basically made of muscle and so it's like the arrow didn't mm. and he's kind of not bulletproof in a kind of Luke Cage way mm. but just somehow because he has so much muscle muscle is <laughs> can survive being shot I think he's been Fair shot enough. quite a few times in the comics and probably in Daredevil I just can't remember yeah I I thought he was he was interesting I quite liked the the dynamic um it was it was a sort of very classic mob boss thing and and I think the fact that it didn't really the show didn't really do much to to change that made me feel like okay I I can just sort of let this play out and I don't need to worry about it too much yet mm. um again I, I'm pretty sure we'll we'll come back to that but but I like that it wasn't really the point of the show either as well because there was a point where I was just thinking there's there's a lot of plates yeah and people and and concerns but yeah, I, I didn't really focus on it because I feel like the finale didn't really focus on it. But then I was quite surprised to see how many people had commented on it. And then I guess, you know, I mean, how how did you find the appearance there? I'm really pleased I'd seen Daredevil before because mm. he has so much 
wait as a character in Daredevil. Mm. He's in the first series and then goes away and then comes back in the third series, which I've now remembered. I did watch the third one. Interesting. Um, and he is he is so brutal. There's a scene in Daredevil where he kills someone by slamming their head in a car door repeatedly. Ooh. And because it's Daredevil, it's reasonably graphic. Yeah. Uh, not not they couldn't have done it in this one. No. So that in itself, Kate going up against him on her mm. own, maybe think, well, this kind of does stuff to show that how capable Kate is. But I genuinely just didn't believe when if it just been that she was too quick for him. And, you know, and quick thinking with the flicking of the cufflink. And, you know, if it was more her mm. skill that meant she could dance around him and get in some good um, blows. But the fact that he punched her a number of times. And I mean, this is the character that I know it's not MCU, but in Into the Spider-Verse, he, he kills, his character kills um, the Chris Pine Spider-Man mm. with one blow. So, yes. I think there's there's something interesting that, that almost everyone in the show seems to hold back a little around Kate because they, they seem to understand that she's not in the same arena. Yeah, I just don't believe that he would without good mm. reason. And I, I couldn't see a good reason. But, I mean, it was great to see him. And assuming he's continuing on, because, yeah, absolutely, I, I really think it would be a very stupid move for them to bring back such a popular character and actor... Mm. Um, with you know people clamoring to bring him into the MCU <laughs> and then to kill him off yeah. that quickly, I assume he'll come into the Echo series. But now I'm doing my usual thing of trying to predict what's going to come, and we're going to do that later. We are going to do that later. Stop me, um, stop me. But but for now, I will just say that I found him good enough that that it was enjoyable too. Mm. It was interesting for me to meet this character. Um, and yeah, I've seen into the Spider Verse, but. And now you mention it, yes, I do sort of remember him, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> didn't when I was watching the show. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't distracting and I didn't mind spending some time with that. Mm. Um, yeah, again, there was there was stuff to enjoy, it, you know, particularly focusing on the connections that he had with the characters mm. and the conversations. And it, it's really been a, a bit of a behind the scenes in some ways because... We've seen more than just people fighting each other. You know, as if Matthew were here, he'd say Marvel does like to make its heroes fight each other. Mm-hmm. But this time we got to see them do more than just that. We didn't have them fight instead of a conversation. We had yeah. them do both. <laughs> and and that's nice. I, I think it's really benefited from that. Uh, should we just briefly, speaking of, of things that I've enjoyed, but I'm curious as to your thoughts. Should we talk about the LARPers? <laughs> How have you found the LARPers? Uh, I mean, they did need a few helping hands, so I thought it was sensible to have them there. The majority of the time, though, they were just directing traffic. <laughs> One thing I really, really enjoyed was uh, the way in which they they were acting, playing these roles, which, I mean, anyone who's ever been an usher or a waiter mm. or a coat-checking person will know. It's not easy. And what I really enjoyed was they had no idea what they were doing. And I mean, yes. evacuating that many people in a lift? No! <laughs> Very bad. I, I just, I loved all of those details, which which felt like something that you have to have a certain amount of um, gumption to remember to put in. Mm. You know, they didn't have to put that layer in. 
Um, or they could have had them all and they have done their fire safety training. To be fair, I feel like LARPers would probably have had some crowd training and things. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing is that they were all police. We told that they were policemen and firefighters. I don't know if we were told that they all were. Well, maybe. Of the ones that we saw, so there were four there in the finale, weren't there? So Grills the, um, was the firefighter, the one that had taken the Ronin suit. Mm. And then there was, was it Missy was the police officer who got mm. the um Got the, the evidence arrows? thing, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. Hmm. Mm. I think Even they so. could have done a bit more with them maybe in a sort of a payoff in the finale. Yeah. A bit more, but then again, they did. They did get to have their costume moment. Um, they did, and... which I mean, you know, if things are going wrong in an emergency, get changed. Try again. <laughs> and the <laughs> idea that everybody is suddenly paying attention to them because they're well, dressed guess, like that. But you know, in a city that's really been saved by the Avengers that much, maybe yeah, but they didn't look like Avengers, did they? They did look like something. Uh, okay, true. <laughs> true. I did. I did like the. Um... Um, I said, I think she was called Missy, sitting down with Jack and saying, oh, I've seen your sword, st- your yes. sword skills. <laughs> yes, I really got Princess Bride vibes from him in this episode. Oh, very much so, very much yeah. so. And, uh, and I like that we could just enjoy that. I was quite pleased to have that play out comically because it's not what you would necessarily have expected from, from the rest of the episodes. It felt a little unfinished to me, but let's, let's talk agree. about that when we've got that. We will, we will. But I, I just... Again, I appreciated the levity. And that the, these characters, who are very much not in the main core, still get to have quite an extended chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Anything else that we want to touch on today in this? Things we liked about Hawkeye episode. I suggest, unless there's anything else that's burning, as we now to talk about the post-credit scene. Well, <laughs> obviously the post, post-credit scene is of burning importance. I would like to thank Marvel for my holiday gift, which I accepted <laughs> with with open arms and shrieks of delight, um, which continued throughout. And then we had to watch it again. Oh, I just I just love it so much. I love it so much, and I want to see the show, and I want to see it on Pascal, and I love it. I love it, Laura. I loved it. Did you love it? <laughs> Tell me you loved it. I loved it. Yay! <laughs> I am lying, but this is Christmas. <laughs> It is Christmas, don't deflate me. It was marvellous. And I will say, having talked, when we talked about the first three episodes, how I was just a little uncomfortable with how much fun they were making of musicals, I loved that they filmed this properly and let everybody show what they can do and showed the whole thing and just focusing on the actors on the stage. And that was really good fun. Really would watch that actual musical. So I'm really glad they did it. And I'm really glad they captured it for us all to enjoy. Uh, yeah, what what a delight. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, hurrah. Thank you, Hawkeye. I mean, I think that's my favourite Marvel television moment and I didn't expect oh it was going to come in this series. Um, I am very pleased that. that you enjoyed it. Yeah, for that I'm very grateful. <laughs> so, there we are. That's... Things we loved about Hawkeye. And and you know what? I feel like there will be more in the wrap-up series as well. Oh, yes. I, I think we've, spent, we've gone into a few series saying, I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. And this is the first time I've come out of it saying, I just enjoyed it. That's absolutely true. I do think WandaVision probably is my favourite. 
Mm. Um, in part because it was all, such a moment as well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. all the discussions in between and what have you. <laughs> it's been a very different experience. Yeah, but although I didn't have as strong a negative reaction to the finale of Vision as some people did, I did mm. feel a bit let down by particularly some of the hype that, you know, stuff that I think it was quite reasonable for us to think there was some Mephisto or there was some, <laughs> um, oh, what was it called? The, uh, the engineer guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. etc. There were so there were a number of things, and then the whole Boner Ralph Boner thing. Oh gosh, that it did. Don't mention it again. <laughs> exactly. Much as I loved that ser- series, and I will very happily watch it again. Uh, there was a bit of a kind of aftertaste, I suppose, yeah. because of those bits. Um, and with this, I can just say I just enjoyed all of it. I don't yeah. think there was a, a duff um, episode in any of them. No, I think episodically it's been it's been great. And again, we're going to go through this in much much more detail yeah. down the road. But yeah, for now, I don't have any any bad aftertaste at all. No, just not at just all. a general sense of joy and a wonderful post credits and what a nice place to finish up the year. And I think again, we'll reflect on a year of Marvel TV. But yes. spoiler, I think it ended well. I think it ended well as well, and quite the year for Marvel with quite what was it, the year four films. Yep. Five TV series. It's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot. So yes, so we're we're going to be back in January with Matthew. We certainly are. Yep. Uh, and we will talk through the whole series uh, fully and our thoughts and feelings and what we uh, think might come after that. But it would be great to hear from anybody. We'll um, Abby will give <laughs> our details at the end as I can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, but um, yeah, so. Probably going to be recording probably second week of January uh, as we recover from Christmas. So um, <laughs> do get in touch and let us know uh, your thoughts, anything you want us to, to particularly uh, focus on. Absolutely. Any questions you have for us, any points you'd like us to look into, mm-hmm. do let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Eloquent Gushing. Uh, and Laura, where can we find you? I'm at Laura Geeks Out. And I'm at this AE Shop. And... I think Matthew is at Matthew Vose. I mean, I listen to him say it every week, but I'm like, I follow you on Twitter, you follow me, so I don't listen when he actually says it. But I assume it's a Matthew Vose. And if it's not, I think you'll find him pretty quickly. Um, if you if you really want to. And if you don't already follow him, you really should. It's very interesting. So many films. Anyway, um, we hope you have a safe, happy, delightful December, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. And I hope that you love the post-credit sequence as much as I did. Yes, some, um, somebody yeah. get in touch with Abby so she can gush. Yeah, I'm I just, I just need someone person. to care. Gosh, I hope Matthew liked it. I bet Matthew didn't like it. I know. I, well, uh, I'll have a word Somebody come and talk about and Adam Pascal to me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will see you in 2022 to talk about all things marvellous. Have a marvellous Christmas. 